You're listening to Wisdom for Life, and this is a motivation moment in God's Word. Luke chapter 9, verse 51. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he resolutely set his face to go to Jerusalem. Don't look back, because life is lived forwards, and you need to look forward in order to live. Don't look back, because you've already been there. Don't look back, because when Jesus is leading, he's ahead of you and not behind you. Attempting to drive through life constantly in reverse will not get you safely to your destination, nor your destiny. Similarly, attempting to drive through life and move forward with your eyes fixed on the rearview mirror is just asking for an accident. Living in the rearview mirror is not only the wrong direction to live, it's the small direction to live. Because the vision is smaller, your speed is diminished, and your drive in life is awkward, because it's backward and in reverse. But the road ahead of you, through the windshield, is wide open and big, and filled with opportunity. It will take faith, though, because unlike the rearview mirror, you do not know what is ahead. You haven't been there. That's why we are tempted to live in the rearview mirror. We have been there, and it doesn't require faith. Looking forward, you can be disappointed. You can be tempted to worry and even tempted to fear. But because you don't know what's happening next, you're going to need faith. Maybe today you're struggling with moving forward because you're in pain, or it's easier to look back on better times. Perhaps you're tempted not to look forward because you think that your best years aren't there and that they're behind you now. Perhaps you've been disappointed and let down before, and you don't want to get your hopes up again by looking forward once again. But here's some good news today. There is one that has gone before you that is already in your future, that has made a way for you that you can place your trust in. And because Jesus has gone before you, the best season of your life is yet to come. Here's what God declares about himself and what God has said that he's done for you. He says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 15, I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel and your King. Thus says the Lord, your God, who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters. Here's what that means. God makes a way for you by going through what is ahead of you, even before you go through it yourself. This promise means that there's nothing that you face that God hasn't faced first for you and faced on your behalf. He has even faced death for you. He has faced hell for you. And he took the keys from both, which means that he has the authority over both. And he's now even facing the Father for you. This is often why Jesus is called the Waymaker. When you follow Jesus, he makes a way for you, and you end up where he is. Today, Jesus is not in the tomb. Jesus is no longer on the cross. He has ascended and is now enthroned in heaven. That is your destination, not your dilemma today. When you decide to walk in the way that he has made for you, you end up where Jesus is, in the place that he has made for you.
How has Jesus made a way for you? Simply, he has faced everything in your place. And in your stead, he's made a way through everything that stood in the way between you and the Father. Nearly 800 years before it happened, Isaiah foretold the suffering of the Lord's servant, Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 6 reads, I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Isaiah 53, 5 tells us, He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hid their faces. He was despised, and he was held in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Let me ask you, could you hear anything in that text that you're facing today or perhaps have faced recently? Words like despised, rejected, suffering, pain, held in low esteem, pierced or crushed. This is why Jesus said, when trouble comes, be of good cheer. There isn't anything that you're going through that he hasn't already been through on your behalf and made a way through just for you. How did Jesus face all that you're going through and make a way for you? The Bible says that he set his face like flint towards Jerusalem. What did this mean at the time? It simply means that Jesus had prepared himself to resolutely face the cross for you and I. He would not shrink back from his mission. He would not go softly into the night to conquer darkness. He hit what is facing you hard with complete confidence in his Father to punch a way through on your behalf. In Isaiah chapter 50 verse 7, it repeats our text. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. The word set your face like flint is a figure of speech that the prophet used to describe the Messiah's unwavering determination to persevere in the excruciating task set before him. Flint is a very dark, hard rock that is used figuratively in the Bible to express hardness as in the firmness of horses' hooves, Isaiah chapter 5, verse 28, and the toughness of an impossible task, Deuteronomy 8, 15, and the inflexibility of unwavering determination, Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 8. Because Christ crashed through whatever would stand in your way, he has made a way for you. You can run the risk, then, of hoping and believing again for your future and following him by faith into your tomorrows. You must not be double-minded, though, and attempt to go in one direction while facing another. Here's how this works. Number one, decide to be intentional. Turn your heart in the direction you intend to go and follow Jesus alone without looking back. 
You see, you cannot drive forward in life with your face and your heart turned in the opposite direction. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. If Jesus is the author and there are chapters to our lives, there's a beginning and there's also a finished, written end. Just know that as you're intentional, Jesus has already written the story of your life and the history of you is completely in the author's hands. Number two, decide to be sacrificial. If you're going in the same direction of Jesus, it will mean the cross. If you're going in that direction, it will mean death to living the way that you want to live and the way that the world says to live. You will die to yourself and to selfish living. Number three, remind yourself of what's beneficial. If you're going the same direction of Jesus, it will also mean resurrection, being seated with him at his throne, and eternal life. That is an eternal reward. In Jerusalem long ago, Jesus faced arrest, torture, and an agonizing death for you and I. We trust in God the Father to help him and defend him before his enemies. Jesus set off firmly and unflinchingly committed to finish the mission that he had for you and I. There would be no backing out. Nothing could deter him from accomplishing his purpose. He had his face set like flint. He was intentional. He was sacrificial. And he reminded himself of what was beneficial. The rest of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 tells us that Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I wonder if you caught that. He endured the cross because of the benefit of the joy set before him. When you face forward to the future like Jesus has, you will see the joy that God has for you too. But you must begin living like Jesus and seeing like Jesus sees. In the animal kingdom, there's a major difference between the way some animals see and other animals see. The way predators see is with eyes faced forward because the location of their eyes is on the front of their heads. But for prey, it's completely different. If an animal is prey, its eyes are set on its side. It is looking not only to the side, but more behind it. The animal doesn't want to become another animal's lunch. There are two types of Christians as well. One that has spiritual eyes that are set to the side that focus on the enemy and the enemy that is behind them. They are always running from something and being chased by trouble and running to the next thing that they think is safety and a solution. The other type of Christian has eyes of faith that are set to see Christ these eyes are set in front of them and are set forward in faith. Jesus warns us in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, that no man setting his hand to the plow and looking back is worthy of him. I don't know if you've ever done this while mowing the lawn, but if you keep looking back as you go along and you push the mower, you'll soon discover that you have mowed in a crooked line. That's not so bad because... You can correct it over time if you're just mowing. But if you're plowing and you've made a crooked furrow, 
That means that you have to keep making crooked furrows to match. In other words, you've made a total mess of the field. The path that you make in life tell a story not only of where you are, but also where you've been and where you've been looking. There are only two ways then to face life and two directions to look, either forward in faith or behind in fear. We can see this truth a little easier by the comparison of the ostrich and the eagle. When there are strong winds, the ostrich doesn't use its wings, but instead hides its head, thinking if it does not face the storm, it is safe from the storm. Conversely, when there are strong winds, the eagle uses its wings and catches the updrafts to fly higher, using the winds to soar. Fear, then, for us, is hiding our heads in the sand, thinking that we're safer and doing nothing. Faith, then, for us, is facing the headwinds straight on, flying against the wind and catching the updrafts to go higher and not lower. Faith, then, faces what's coming at you because it knows someone has already faced it, and that someone is Jesus. Since Jesus has already conquered what opposes you, what stands against you is used by God then to promote you and carry you to higher places. Would you consider this as you hear these words of Jesus? He said, In this world you'll have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We can encourage one another and remind one another of this because Jesus has already faced what we're going through and has made a way through what we're going through now. Let me leave you with this scripture from Isaiah chapter 45, verse 1. God says, I will go before you and make the rough places level. The doors of brass will be broken and the iron rods cut in two. Friends, there is nothing you are facing today that Jesus hasn't already leveled for you hasn't already broken through for you, and hasn't already cut in two for you. Set your eyes on him and place your faith fully in him. He loves you, and he'll never leave you nor forsake you. God bless you and thank you for listening.